Hallelujah. Thank you, praise team. Awesome job this morning. I really sensed his presence. We at RPCOG, we are, we're just so blessed with, with several individuals who, who are gifted in, in preaching and teaching. And this morning, uh, Noah Searles is going to be uh, sharing the word of God today. Um, as pastor says at times when we have a guest speaker, can, can you smile at me this morning? Can you smile at me this morning? Um, but I'm excited about the word of God this morning. I'm excited about hearing what the Holy Spirit has, has given to Noah. And I, I pray that you give him your undivided attention. And I tell you what I want to do. Noah and his wife, Courtney, serve diligently as part of our teen ministry team. If you are a teenager and you are watching today, I want you to say hi to one of your leaders, okay? Just say, hey, Noah, I got your back this morning. Can you do that? Or maybe you're a parent of a teenager and they don't have Facebook. Can you say, hey, Johnny's watching or Susie's watching and she's got your back this morning, Noah. But we love and appreciate him so much. Noah, just come and let the Lord use you this morning. Let's give him a round of applause as he comes today. All righty. Thank you, Pastor Micah. I am so thankful for my church. Praise the Lord. Um, we have adapted. We have been flexible. Um, I'm, I'm pleased to say that um, while I think before we, um, we weren't, you know, we didn't want to get used to just coming to a building. And let me tell you, don't get used to just staying at home. Be used to just being the church. Wherever you go, be with the Lord. Be the church. Um, this morning, I have a, um, a kind of a, a special message that um, hit me throughout this week. Um, last week, we were going through Passion Week and then Easter, and then this week happens. Um, and uh, I, 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 like Pastor was saying, uh, Easter is not just a Sunday. Uh, Easter to us is foundational faith, so it's every day. Praise the Lord. Um, I walk in the resurrection of Jesus, not just on Easter, but I walk in his resurrection every day that I wake up. Praise the Lord. This morning, though, I would like to uh, continue to share kind of a word of, of Easter and a, a word of, of resurrection. And I would like if you could, if you're sitting watching at home, um, one, if you haven't already shared this video, go ahead and share it. Um, because I'm on a mission this morning um, because we want to get the gospel out to as many people as possible. So if you haven't shared already, go ahead and share this video. Uh, send that out. Let those people know that the word of God is being shared um, Something that kind of came to me that I think is just awesome that, uh, you know, over this quarantine and all this, the, the COVID things going on, um, social media just seems to be flooded by uh, scriptures, by churches' videos. I think that is awesome. Um, in the same way that uh, the Lord cleansed the world with the flood of Noah, may we flood social media to get all, all this, the junk off of there and start filling it with godly things. Because social media can be a powerful tool for us to reach people, um, to minister to people and get the gospel out. So share this video. And I'd like you as well to get your Bible out this morning and actually turn with me. Um, I think there's something special about actually getting, getting the Word of God out, um, having the pages in front of you. So if you've got your Bible at home, go grab it. If it's in another room, go ahead and uh, go get it now. Bring it back. 
Um, and we're going to be uh, reading the word this morning together. Um, no ads on uh, no ads. Whenever you pick up a word, okay? There's no ads that come up that's advertising this and advertising that. No, we just want to read the word of God. So no distractions today. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to turn to this uh, scripture in Romans chapter six. And if you're if you're grabbing, I'm going to give you a minute just to grab your Bible. But this scripture in Romans chapter 6 has one that maybe you deal with, maybe you wrestle with many times because I think even as Christians, um, there is a battle uh, that goes on every day between the flesh and the spirit. Um, While we are... Um, you know, walking with Jesus, there's still this residue of the flesh that um, constantly wants to come up and maybe tempt us or be in our mind, that we have this battle that we wrestle with. And today, I want to say this time and time again, that we are dead to sin and alive in Christ. Again, we are dead to sin, alive in Christ. We're going to read Romans chapter 6, the first 14 verses. Won't you read with me? It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Who do you not know that as many uh, of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing that the, this Uh, old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin for he who has died has been freed from sin now if we died with Christ we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more death no longer has dominion over him For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Hallelujah. 
Boy, I tell you what, there's so much in those scriptures right there. You could just read those scriptures over and over again and have a, uh, have a well-drawn sermon for sure. The Word can preach a whole lot better than I can. Um, so highlight those scriptures in your Bible. Dig down deep in those scriptures over this week. But we're going to unravel it a little bit here and see what the Word of God has to say. Um, won't you pray with me right now just to pray for the anointing of the Word as we go forward? God, we thank you so much for your scripture and your word. God, that we're able to read in this passage that, Lord, that sin has, has no dominion over us, that we are no longer slaves to sin, but we walk in the newness of life. God, we walk in, in life with Jesus Christ because, Jesus, you died for us and you took on our sin to that grave. And the same way that you resurrected, Lord, we walk in the newness of that life. Lord, I just pray that everyone watching this video today would be able to understand your word, that we would stop living the old ways, stop living or bringing up the old man, but God, that we would live in a new life in you. God, be with us as we dive into your word today. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen and amen. So this, this uh, Easter season, as we're celebrating Jesus' uh, death, resurrection, I've listened to a few of pastors, um, you know, lunch with pastors, and something that um, he kind of uh, really uh, hit off to me as far as something really stuck in my mind is that we need to really think about it literally that Jesus actually died. That he, his heart, his mortal body, his heart stopped, his blood was bled. It, it, he died for us. And in that death, he took on the sin of the world. He was forsaken by the Father so that we would never be left nor forsaken by him. And he took on those sins and, 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 and died that terrible death. But we know that that was only Friday and Sunday was coming, praise the Lord. That it didn't just stop at the crucifixion. And I think that's an important point. Pastor brought that out is that if you just had the crucifixion without the resurrection, really there we wouldn't see the power of God, the glory of God come to life. And really if, if we only had the crucifixion, that would just show payment given for our sin. But the resurrection shows payment accepted the crucifixion shows that we were under law because that was our sin the law uh, sealed the stone in front of the tomb so to speak but grace rolled the stone away so no longer are we under the law but we are under grace yes we died to our sin when Jesus was crucified and put in the tomb but we also raised with him in his resurrection because Sunday came and just as we think that he actually died let me tell you he actually resurrected Resurrected. That in his body, his heart started beating. There was blood pumping through his veins again. He was walking around and over 500 witnesses seen him. I like what Pastor was saying. If we had 500 witnesses in the courtroom, that would be a total lopsided case. Jesus was actually resurrected. 
And this is our foundation of faith, that we know that Jesus took on our sins and that in him we have that, uh, that forgiveness for our sins. We are wiped clean. That punishment is taken from us and we are made alive in his resurrection. Praise the Lord for that. Now, if you truly understand this dead to sin and alive in Christ, um, something happens to you every year, Easter Sunday morning, you've got like an extra get up in your step, you're putting on your best clothes, you are, you are praising the Lord probably before you came to the church house. If you understand this principle and you truly walk in it, there's something special around Easter. Now let me say this too though, if you, if you don't quite understand this or not quite living it out, there's something that happens is that you kind of go through this repetitive, vicious cycle. It uh, seems like every day, man, you are wrestling with the flesh. Some days you feel like giving up. But it seems like you're always going back to the same dead stuff. I'm here to tell you today that you are no longer a slave to sin. And that sin does not have dominion over you. The grave does not have power over you. That old man was crucified with Jesus. And you can actually, actually die to sin and actually raise with Christ in the resurrection. Praise the Lord. We were all either once in sin or all still in sin, whatever point you're at. But uh, Romans 3.23 says, For all sin and come short of the glory of God, that we all have that. And if you read on in Romans 6, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And, and, and I, I love that scripture. Sometimes we don't pull out those words right there, but I love how it says the wages of sin is death. Because a wage is something that you earn, is something that you deserve. If you got sin in your life, something that you deserved was death. But it doesn't turn around and say, but the wages of righteousness. No, because it's we can't, we earn it. We can't deserve that. But it's the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And so I want you to think about this morning, where, wherever you're at, um, whether you're with your family, uh, you know, in your kitchen, um, either still laying in bed, I want you to begin to think about right now kind of that old man, that old sin life that you used to live. Maybe it's still sin that comes up in your life. Maybe it's something you're still dealing with, but I want you to start thinking about that. Maybe it's an addiction, something that you're going back to that's time and time, something you've poured your heart out to and seems to never give back. Something that, uh, maybe it's envy in your heart, hatred in your heart, um, things that you have dealt with. And we all, listen, uh, even, even deacons, pastors, uh, council, everybody deals with this stuff. Don't think that we can just, you know, uh, put on a mask or something and fake this stuff out. No, we still deal with everything like that. Jesus himself dealt with temptation, okay? So we're still going to deal with this battle of the flesh, this flesh residue that's still on us. But... This, uh, these sins that are in our life, what they really do is just like um, verse 6 and, and 7, I believe it says, where it talks about um, we can become a slave to sin. Sin is something that, that seeks mastery over your life, that seeks dominion, that, that wants, to, uh, wants to control you. And I want to explain this a little bit um, uh, with a kind of a funny illustration. But um, my my uh, dog, we've got a dog at home, um, and 
she's kind of like a small pony, um, but she is uh, an all-black German shepherd. She's so pretty, and if you haven't seen my wife's Facebook, it's loaded with pictures of her, so uh, you can look that up after the sermon. Don't go there now. But um, this past week, she's broke like her ninth or tenth leash, and she's snapped a harness as well. She's very strong. Um, and so this past week, I have uh, went to Royal King and found a horse lead rope, and I have decided to use that on my uh, German shepherd. So um, she is well knowing of this, uh, this illustration. But with that dog, I tell you what, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if I'm there with her, even if, you know, if we put a stake in the ground, even if her bowl, her water, everything is just right in that area for her, and she's got everything, you know, that she needs. Because she's got that leash, man, she does not like it. She wants to go right to the end of that leash every time and pull as hard as she can, because she just doesn't like being stuck in the same spot, man. She's just, that, and that leash just pulls and pulls and pulls and pulls. Now, sometimes my dog breaks it, okay, but... But, uh, but that leash just pulls and pulls and pulls on her, and she just doesn't like it. Let me tell you, that's the exact picture that we get with sin. Is that we talk about how sin kind of puts chains over us, and that's sort of the same thing. It's like sin just kind of puts, puts a control, a dominion on you to where you're almost like putting a leash around your life, and you seem like you never go to anything different. That that leash just pulls you and pulls you back and you're stuck in the same old rut, the same old hole time and time again and you're sitting there pulling at that leash and trying to get out as best you can. Maybe you're trying to escape the busyness and stress of life or the shame and the guilt and stuff but the sin just keeps pulling and tugging back on you. Sin in the short term, it gives you all that shame and guilt and stress and depression and in the long term, if you stay, you know, if you're in sin and not in Christ, it can lead to an eternal death. But I'm here to say this, is that when Jesus died and he rose again, he didn't just clean you up, but he made you new, he made you whole, and those chains that once held you back, and kept you in the same old stuff, he took those off, he cut that chain, and he is now bringing you into a newness of life. No longer you have to deal with the shame and guilt and stress and depression, but you begin to see joy, peace, love, and hope. And praise God for the salvation through Jesus. Hallelujah. But we battle, we battle with our with our flesh every day with something that we that we wrestle with. It's something that we, um, you know, even as a Christian, you need to be waking up and putting on the full armor of God every day. You need to be in your Word. You need to be spending time with God. You've got to guard yourself, guard your heart, guard your eyes, guard your ears. Be able to use the Word and and defend against the enemy's fiery arrows. So. We need to understand the war that's going on in us. We are, we've got to constantly remind ourselves that we are dead to sin and alive in Christ. I wrestled for uh, quite a long time. Some of you guys may um, uh, know me when I was little, and I was, that was all about wrestling, man. I wrestled for like 14 years, um, long time. Um, and and this little, these little legs couldn't run very fast, so I thought maybe if I just stay in this circle, this is a good sport for me. Um, so I, re I wrestled for a long time, and I can remember a story 
Um, I can remember a story when I was about 12 years old. Um, this was uh, just something to encourage you with if you're wrestling with sin and battling uh, against the flesh. I remember that um, I was going to go up against this boy for the, uh, the state finals match. It was uh, a man for a 12 year old. That's a big deal. All right. This is this is a big this is big time. Okay. And um, this boy that I had wrestled, um, he was undefeated. He was never been beat that year. He, you know, he's beaten me three times up at that point. And I can remember getting ready for that match, and I was like, man, there is no way in the world. I've tried to beat this kid three times. He's undefeated, okay? I can't come up against him. But then I had a discussion with my dad, and dad had a, had a very good way. If some of you guys, your dads are, are, are coaches to your sons, um, you know, praise the Lord for the encouragement you can give your son. And let me tell you, dads, your sons are looking up to you. And I can remember my dad giving me a conversation and he he gave me some motivation yes but um just the encouragement that my dad gave me um just motivated me so much that in my little 12 year old self I went out there and I defeated the undefeated praise the lord <laughs> but here's what I want you to recognize if you're up against this battle of the flesh and just like that story of the of wrestling that guy three times it seems like he is undefeated Sometimes that sin can get you to the point where you just feel like you want to give up because you've tried it time and time again. You've tried to get it out of your life once, twice, three times, but it seems to keep coming up. And it just seems like, you know, you keep getting defeated over and over again. Let me tell you, go to the Father and receive his encouragement, receive his power, and you will defeat the so-called undefeated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and I want you to read, if you're caught up in that sin, read that verse 14 again. I'm going to go back to it. It says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Praise the Lord. You are not under that sin. That sin does not control you. That sin has no power, no authority over you. You do not have to bow down to it. No, you walk in the power of grace from God. You're not under the law. You are under grace. Leave that sin alone. Praise the Lord. I think if it's not the if it's not the everyday just battle and, and just you know the, the thinking of we just want to give up at times, there's something else that I want to bring a truth out for you today. And and a lot of times people will deal with um, not being able to what I'm gonna say, not being able to get past your past. Getting past your past. And I just sense in my spirit right now, as soon as I, as soon as I said that, that, that hit some people right in their heart. Yeah. Getting past your past. Let me, let me teach this on a lighter note. Something that, some silly thing that I'd done when um, I was younger, probably a lot of us have done this, and you make, make those little signs that you, that you put on your... Uh, on your doorway and stuff and you say this is this is Johnny's room or this is uh this is Micah's room this is Courtney's room well I made one of those signs and said you know this is Noah's room only um I spelled it wrong <laughs> you know Noah is a difficult word to spell <laughs> it's four letters 
but I can remember I put this sign up on my room and um, it, <laughs> I spelled it N-A-O-H instead of N-O-A-H and um, my grandpa thought that was just hilarious because I put that sign on my door for like a week and he said, oh, it's Nao's room. It's Nao's room. And I'm not kidding to you. To this day, I'm 24 years old and my grandpa will remind me all the time and call me, hey, Nao, what are you doing today? Something I did when I was five years old. I'll tell you what, I'm probably going to be about 35, maybe have kids of my own, and my grandpa's still going to be saying, hey, Nao, how you doing today? Just can't seem to shake it. (laughs) Let me tell you, some of you guys feel like that. Maybe you've done something in your life that you've done in your past, and maybe on on a heavier note that you just can't shake. Maybe people around you, maybe even your spouse seems to bring it up from time to time. And something you can't just get past. And we have trouble getting past our past. Let me give you some some truths today about what God says about our past and about our forgiveness. God completely, 100% forgives you. He doesn't just partially forgive. He doesn't hold on to it. But God forgets. God forgives and forgets. He he can't even see you in that sin anymore. But what he sees is the blood of Jesus. So we are not to walk in that. Just as these scriptures say, present yourself to God as being alive from the dead. If we would go back into Romans 5, 8... Uh, we can learn this truth as well, that God loves you despite your sin. Because it says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even in your filth, even in the darkness of your heart, God still loves you. Let me give you that, that truth. If you've got a messed up and dirty past, let me tell you, God still loves you. He loves you despite your sin, and he sent his only son for your sin. I believe he would do it again, even if it was just for one. Jesus completely forgives. Romans 8.1 says, There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There is no condemnation. There is no shame that you have to feel, no guilt that you have to feel. That's just the enemy trying to put a leash around you for you to not walk in the newness of Christ. There is no condemnation. If you've come to the Father and asked for that forgiveness, He forgives and there is no condemnation on you. Praise the Lord. Now, now in writing Romans, there's something that I want to point out here in verse uh, 2. Verse 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. I think that those words right there some kind of sometimes go um, you know, kind of off translation a little bit. Um, some versions will say by no means or something. I feel like certainly not is like, you know, my mom sitting down for a board game and, and cheating or something, and it's, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not. 
No, he's saying here, he's saying certainly not. Do not go back to that sin. Because what he was saying there, and if you read uh, chapter 5, where he talks about, you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So should we just keep on sinning so that we keep understanding more and more grace? He says, certainly not. By no means. Do not stay in that sin. Leave that sin alone. Don't go back to what has been dead. Don't go back to the grave to try to dig something up. Leave that alone. Proverbs gives even a more, uh, a more uh, literal or, or, I mean, a metaphor picture here. In Proverbs 26, 11 says, As a dog returns to his own vomit, so does a fool repeat his own folly. Why would we want to go back to the junk that was in our past? Why would, why would I want to go back to a grave and put on my grave clothes? Why would I want to go back to something that was dead and go ahead and seal that tomb up again? No, leave that sin alone. Certainly not. By no means go back to it. You are free from that sin. Stay away from it. Don't put the leash back around. Don't put the chains back on you. Walk in the freedom that's in Christ. And leave that alone. We are dead to sin and alive in Christ. I think practically we need to just kind of understand that you know crucifying ourselves and and what it means and i believe jesus gave a perfect illustration or a lesson on it that if we want to follow him that we need to deny ourselves yeah, yeah. jesus said if anybody wants to come after me he must deny himself take up his cross and follow me if you want to crucify that old man you got to basically just deny your your wants, your dreams, your past, and follow Jesus. Deny yourself and follow him. I think um, this verse 13 gives us a very practical picture. If you want to turn, look there again. If you want to crucify your, your, your old man and, and be dead to sin, verse 13 says, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness. Yeah. Let, me, let me break that scripture down, what it means, because I think we need to make sure we understand practically what it means to be dead to sin. Whatever your past sin is, whether that's um, hate in your heart or addictions or whatever, whatever member of your body was in that sin, maybe it's your eyes, maybe it's your mouth that was... Boy, that can be a lot of us, right? Maybe it's your ears. Maybe it's the hands, the stuff that you do. Do not present your members as instruments of sin. Present them as instruments of righteousness. So if you had a problem in your past with your eyes, with your mouth, with every, any member of your body, what I'd like you to do is I want you to begin to devote your body to the Lord. 
Say, God, I honor you with my eyes. I honor you with my mouth, Lord. I honor you with my hands. No longer are these instruments of sin. No longer are they going to bring up the old man. But now I'm going to walk in righteousness. I'm going to walk with you, Lord. These are instruments of righteousness. These hands, God, are made for you. This mouth, God, is made for you. This heart is yours, God. These eyes are for you. These ears are for you. My life belongs to you, Lord. I deny myself and I follow you. I'm crucified with you in that grave. God, that was my old man and I'm leaving it there. And Lord, I am dying to that and I am rising up in your resurrection. I'm not holding on to that anymore. These members of my body, I'm not holding on to that sin anymore. This body honors you. I'm devoting it to your will, God, your righteousness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus even said in Matthew 5.30 said, And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it's profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. Listen, devote even your hands, devote your eyes, devote your ears to the Lord. Let these be instruments of righteousness. And let us rise up in the resurrection of Jesus. I don't think I'm going to really mention anything else that's in my notes. I think God wants us to, to stop and ponder here. If you're dealing and wrestling around with sin in your life, I want you to, be, wherever you're at, if you're in your living room, you want to drop down to your knees right now, go ahead and drop to your knees. But I want you to come to the Lord to say that, Lord, I am done fighting with this sin. I am finished with going back to the old man. God, this body is not an instrument of sin, but this body is an instrument of righteousness, and I'm going to honor you with it. I believe that if you ask the Lord for this forgiveness, that he will forgive, that sin will no longer have dominion over you, that you will no longer be a slave to sin. Won't you pray with me right now? Just say, Dear Lord, I am a sinner. I have messed up time and time again. But God, forgive me. I believe in you. That old way, that old man was crucified with you, Jesus. But I believe in your resurrection. And I'm rising up with you. If you've prayed that prayer right now, 
let me tell you, that sin has just been erased. Your past is gone. You are no longer chained up. You are no longer living a life of death and shame and guilt. But you are now made alive in Christ. (laughs) Walk in that freedom. Wherever you're at, begin just to walk around and rejoice in the Lord. Begin to glorify Jesus. To thank Him. To thank Him that you are now dead to sin. Oh, but alive in Christ. You are now dead to the old ways. You're dead to the old man. And you're walking in a new life. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good? Mm. Second Corinthians 5:17 says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." Jesus has not just bandaged you up from your past. Jesus has not just wiped it away or gave you a band-aid on there, but he's made you 100% new. You are now a new creation. Begin to glorify God. Begin to present your body as an instrument of righteousness. Walk in the newness of life. I want to pray one more time over you. I pray that this message reached your heart and reached to the family members of your house. And I would hope that from here that you would begin to share this as well. Not the video. And you can do the video if you'd like, but I'm saying share the Word of God. Tell other people that you're walking in newness. That you've got a new life. When they bring up past sins, say, yeah, that was the old me. Begin to share that word. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for your word, God. And how it can pierce our hearts. How your scripture, Lord, can just cut away. Just know exactly what we need to hear. God, I just ask you that uh, everyone watching this video, that they have gotten rid of that old sin, that they're no longer living in shame and guilt. But God, we would all be walking in your freedom of new life. Lord, I thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross for my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for rising up from the dead so that I could rise with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I just want to be where you are. I just want to be near your heart.